Let's sing so loud the whole world hears. Sing this with us. Lord, I want to feel your heart. See the world through your eyes. I want to be your hands and feet. I want to live a life and lead. Ready yourself. Sleeping giant rise, catching demons by surprise. Holy nations sanctified, let this be our battle cry. Everybody sing, ready yourselves. Ready yourselves, ready yourselves. Let us shine the light of Jesus in the darkest night. Oh, ready yourselves, ready yourselves. May the fires of darkness tremble as our praises rise. Until the whole world hears, Lord, we are calling out. Lifting up your name for all to hear the sound. Like voices in
a new one. If you know it, sing along with us. Here and now I'm in the fire and above my head. Being held under the pressure, don't know what'll be there. But it's here in the ashes, I'm finding treasure.
Oh 
Today I want to um, begin, I can't believe it's this time already, but I want to begin leading us in thinking about Thanksgiving. Um, it's, it's less than a month till Thanksgiving, am I right? Right at a month? Y'all talk to me. couple days short of a month, and uh, it'll be here before you know it, and like, like I've shared before, when it comes to these special seasons that, that end up being very much a part of our, our faith, a part of our walk with God, uh, it's a good thing for us to uh, give mind and give heart to these special times in advance of the day, in advance of the week, because when, when we nurture an attitude uh, move, moving up to that special time, whether it's Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day, uh, Easter Sunday, um, it, it's important for us to, to invest ourselves in these special times that we might hear the voice of God as we're journeying through the seasons and that we might not just give a, a, a cursory recognition to these special times. And Thanksgiving is, is truly a very special time for all of us, it tends to be very much a family day, uh, even as families have become so mobile and spread out, families gather around the Thanksgiving table to share together uh, in that special uh, observance. And I want to remind you, it's a good thing for us to slow down on Thanksgiving Day, and as you're having dinner together, uh, encourage your family members to give voice to their gratitude, what they're thankful for. And, uh, and, and let's all nurture that attitude of, of thanksgiving as we're moving through this season. This past Wednesday in our Bible study, we looked at Ephesians 3. And there is a, a, a statement in Ephesians 3 that just really connected with my heart. And I didn't know until after Wednesday that this would be the verse that the Lord would have me to use as our text for today. But Paul is, is talking about what God has done because of the cross of Christ. How that God has taken the Jewish nation, His chosen people, and Gentiles, and has brought them together as a chosen people at the cross. And that the two have been made one because of the blood of Christ that has been shed. Now, in our context, it, it means that not only Jews and Gentiles, but all of us who are Gentiles, from all of our varying backgrounds, we are brought together and made one family because of Jesus. And it's not, it's not just a doctrinal thing. It's not just where we come together and say we agree on everything that every Scripture says. It, it, it's really more than that. It is that we come together and we agree together that Jesus Christ is more than a prophet. He's more than a teacher. He's more than a healer. He is the Son of God. And because He is the Son of God, when His blood was shed at the cross, there is virtue in His blood that brings forgiveness of sins to our lives as we simply receive what He has offered us. It's a faith thing. It's where we see Him for who He is, and then we say, Lord, I want what You are offering through Your Son. And when that happens, God takes all of us wherever we're from, whatever our backgrounds, whatever our religious preferences have been, and He brings us together as one person in Christ. And that is an incredible truth. Unity is something that can only happen by way of a spiritual rebirth. Uh, God has not called us to uniformity. He has called us to oneness in Christ. And so people who are one have diversity. 
And God allows for that diversity. But today, I want to bring you to the, to the statement that Paul makes that after he has declared this truth, he says, because of this truth, because of what I've just spoken to you, he says in Ephesians 3, I kneel before the Father, the Heavenly Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And then he goes on to offer a prayer and he tells them, he said, I'm praying that you'll be rooted and established in love. I pray that the Holy Spirit would be at work in your lives in such a way that it would bring the love of God to fruition in your experience. In other words, that it would be more than just a philosophy. It would be more than just a doctrinal emphasis, but that love would become the way we live in relationship with God, in relationship with one another. And so as I look at that scripture and I think about Thanksgiving, as I think about getting tuned up for Thanksgiving, that statement of Paul's that he, goes, he kneels before the Father from, from whom every family in heaven and earth receives its name, I, I celebrate the fact that there is a oneness in creation that is traced to a divine creator. All of this did not just happen, it was designed. You did not just happen. God sent you to inhabit this planet for a time and then is taking you to that eternal home that He has prepared for you. And as we think about that, as we celebrate that, here are some things that God has impressed upon my heart. When we recognize together that we have the Heavenly Father in common, that He is our Creator, it helps us to know that we are God's design, that we, He has created us to be who we are. But we are also God's delight. Not only has He made us, but He has made us for Himself. And when you and I enter into relationship with Him, when we answer the call of the Spirit to walk with God, to walk in lockstep with Him, to follow where He leads, it brings a dimension to our lives that could not be realized otherwise. We are His delight. But also we are His treasure, which means that God has poured Himself into us that you and I might come to realize the fullness of life that we were created for. Not only in this moment, but for all time as we look toward eternity. How, does it, how do these truths impact us? Because they are impactful. For one thing, to know that we are His creation, His delight, His treasure, it impacts us because we begin to see ourselves as belonging to God. That is an important truth for all of us. All of us have this something in us that causes us to want to belong. So much so that when we find ourselves in strange surroundings, we're uneasy. You know what I'm talking about? You walk into a room, you've never been in the presence of these people before, and you're scanning the crowd to see if you can find someone who is familiar to whom you can attach yourselves. Why is that? It's because we are created to belong. And when we understand that all of us together belong to God, we begin to find a commonality that will allow us not only to belong to Him, but to begin to belong to one another. The reason there is such power in us gathering at the front of the church, and it seems to be happening more and more almost every Sunday, because the Spirit of God is moving in our hearts to say, hey, let's call the family around. Let's gain the strength and the belonging that comes with, with having people surround us in our times of need, in our times of celebration, in our times of sorrow. It is, it is because of that need that we have to belong. And when we understand that we are a family of God's design, that He created us for Himself and for one another, it answers that longing for wanting to be a part of something. 
And we are part of something. We are a part of the family that God has created. More particularly, we're a part of the FCG family, the first church family that God has brought together in His Son, Jesus Christ. And knowing that we are a family impacts how we see ourselves. It also impacts how we interpret our lives. Because we begin to understand that we're not just living uh, for the next material possession uh, that may be suggested to us in advertising that will bring completeness to our lives. uh, Let's face it, they're masters in offering their commercial ads. You're watching television and, and you see something being promoted. It can be a cosmetic. It can be a medication. Uh, it can be an automobile or a vacation spot. And you begin to conjure up images of how complete your life would be if you could drive that to that place and eat that meal while you're there. And, and so there is this sense of, of what are we living for and what are we striving for. And when we understand that there is an there is an eternity about our lives. That we are created in His image. And because of that, we have deposited within us an eternal spirit that is meant to dwell forever in the presence of God. When we understand that, it impacts how we interpret our lives. And we begin to understand that that true fulfillment is not in material gain, but the true fulfillment is in knowing Him. And in knowing Him, coming to know ourselves. And in knowing ourselves, having the comfort that will allow us to begin to know one another. If I am am unsure about my existence, it causes me to cower in the face of opportunity to be in social settings. But if I know who God is, and I am gaining a sense of who I am, it gives me a freedom to be in the midst of His people to come to an understanding of who He is wanting me to connect with in any given moment. We talked Wednesday night. We, we, the Wednesday night crowd agreed we believe in divine appointments. We believe in that, that sense that God brings us to someone on purpose for a particular reason. And when we understand that all of us derive our being from who He is and what He is about, it opens up our hearts as to what our lives are really all about. Walking with Him. Walking with one another. Not allowing things that are important to crowd out things that are essential. It is essential that we know God. It is essential for us to enjoy one another as we know God. For our lives to find the fullness for which He created us. But then also, as you can continue to develop that thought, as God's creation and His delight and His treasure. It begins to form in our understanding and in our lifestyle that we are, we need to be mindful of how we are treating one another. We're family because God is our Father. No one is here apart from who He is and what He's doing. And so we belong to each other and because we belong to each other, it calls us to open up our hearts and our minds to what He would have us to do for one another that is good for the family. To live for His purpose 
is an intentional something that He has called us to. What is His purpose? That we might pursue what is best for the family. How do you interpret family? Well, I have a family, you have a family. And so first of all, God calls me to, aware, to an awareness of how I might live that would be a blessing for Becky, my wife, for Tommy, my son, Christy, my daughter, my grandchildren, my daughter-in-law, my son-in-law, my family of origin, Becky's family of origin. All of that is, is called into consideration. What we do not only impacts us, it impacts them. If you agree with that, say amen. amen. But then it, go, it stretches out beyond that. I have a family and you have a family and then we have a church family. And God calls us to take into consideration how we might live in such a way that it would be good for our brothers and sisters that we worship with from, from week to week, from month to month, from year to year. How would God have me to live that it might be a blessing to you? Sometimes directly, sometimes indirectly. But how, how is it that God would have me to live my life today and tomorrow and each tomorrow that He gives me that might end up bringing goodness to your life? So we have a family, we have a church family, but then we have a human family. I mean, it really broadens. Because if we understand that, that here Paul is not only talking about the church, he is talking about the church, but he's talking about more than the church, because he says every family derives its name from the Heavenly Father. Every family in heaven and earth derives its name from the Father. In other words, we derive our origin from God Himself. And so now, not only do I care about how I live and how it impacts my immediate family, my extended family, my church family, but now I care about what happens in Sumter because of the way I live my life? What does this have to do with Thanksgiving? It is a call to remember that first and foremost, we have been created to know, to love, and to enjoy one another. And when you live according to God's design, and you treat people right, and you care about what's happening for them, not only what could come from them, but you care more about what is happening for them, it begins to change the way you see them, interact with them, and enjoy life with them. When you love people, you seek good for them. Paul says it this way, you keep no record of wrong. You don't delight in evil, you delight in the truth. What does that mean? It means when I love you, I look for the good in you. I look for the opportunity 
to be that person that God might use in your life that will help you to experience the, the best good that He has for you. How would the world change if the church, let's just start there, how would the world change if the church made the commitment no more gossip? No more. I'm done with it. My dad used to tell me, and perhaps your dad has told you, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. It's checked me from time to time. I wish I could say it's checked me every time. But it does check me when I hear His words repeated in my, in my subconscious, if you will. That, that, little, that little nudge that says, don't, don't say anything. Don't, don't join into this conversation. I wish I could say to you this morning, I've never done that. I can't say that. But I will say to you, Lord, I pray that you will help me that gossip, that repeating negative truths, we don't call it gossip, we call it prayer requests, right? Hey, I, I thought I might just tell you, you might want to be praying for, did you know that? What if every time we looked at someone, rather than rehearsing what's wrong, we took a moment to whisper a prayer and say, God, I just want to thank you. And then we name that person and we thank God for that positive something, that good something that flows from their life and we've noticed that over and over and over again. Thanksgiving is a spirit that is born in love. It, it, is when, it is when we begin to see God and see one another in the light of, of the good that He is pouring out in our experience. The greatest thank you of all to God is when we kneel before Him as a family and we thank Him for one another. That, I, I think that's the best thanksgiving at all, of all that we could offer God. And I've said it before and I'll say it in this context. I'm a dad and I'm a grandpa. And I love it when my son and daughter love each other. And I love it when my grandkids love each other. And I don't like it when they pick on each other. I, 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 and I know we pick. I don't, I don't mean having fun. I'm talking about when somebody, like when one grandchild gets down on another grandchild because they have a different way of expressing themselves. I like it as a dad and as a grandpa when we love one another in the face of, of all of our uniquenesses and appreciate the grand design of what God has done in creating that individual, that human being. I want you just to, just for a moment, to close your eyes. And I want you to think for just a moment about your family. Let's put it in this context. 
I'm thinking about Becky and Tommy and Christy and their families. Think about that group. Now I want you just to take a moment and I want you to thank the Lord for something in each one of their lives right now, right, right this morning. And if you have 12 kids, we'll wait on you, okay? I've got two and four grandkids. So some of you really got some thank you. So let's do that. Just in the quietness of this moment, I want you just to thank the Lord for something about each one of those people in your immediate family. I said, thank you, Lord, for Tommy, for the way he always brings laughter to our family and joy. Thank you for Christy for the way that she just brings that loving presence, that soothing being there in the midst of our gatherings. Thank you for Becky and for the way she just is always giving to all of us, just finding that way to express to us how important we are to her. Thank you, Lord, for Matthew, that he really, really cares about what's happening in each one of our lives. And Thank you for Rachel for the way she is so thankful for her family and the way she loves little Jack. Lord, thank you for Macy and for the way my first grandchild, who by the way will be 16 this week, how 16 years ago she opened up a part of my heart that I never even knew existed before I laid eyes on her. Lord, thank you for Rachel and thank you for her intellect and thank you for the way that she, she teaches me things and shows me things that I've looked past. Thank you for, for her special way and and Lord, thank you for Emma. Thank you for the pure love that is a part of her existence and, and what she has done to help me understand a new normal in life and, and to, to understand that you're up to things that are, that are bigger and grander than we sometimes package within our understanding. And Lord, thank you for Jack. Thank you that he's just like Tommy. And thank you that um, I'm getting some payback because of Tommy having to run after Jack everywhere they go. But thank you, Lord, for little Jack and his zest for life and, and, and for how that, grand, that Bower boy opened up a piece of my heart as, as a Bower boy and, and to know that that family line continues uh, as he bears that name. That's what I'm talking about, just finding ways. to. And then what if we went through this coming month and we just, abs what if we kept a journal and we just started thinking about people in our families, in our church family? And, and, what, and what if, Lord, what if we, we just started writing some things down to, to hold us accountable to that? And, and we just named the people that God brings to our to our mind and, and to our understanding and we just write down a little line. I could go through and, and start naming you all because you all have impacted my life in so many ways. And, and I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to start journaling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start today and I'm going to start going through and making a, making a, a thank you list. But I'm not going to talk about things. Because there comes a time when we leave all the stuff behind. But one thing we will take with us is our relationships with one another. Because we will be there together when we get to the other side. And so I'm not going to talk about things, even though God has blessed me 
in, in a profound ways. He's a roof over my head, food on the table, shoes on my feet, as the old song goes. God's blessed me so many ways. But the greatest blessing of all is how you have made me more of what God would have me to be just by being you. And for one, I'll say, Lord, thank you that, that whenever I encounter him or her, there's always... Uh, it brings a smile because of the way they perceive life and because of the stories they tell. Or, Lord, thank you for this one because he or she's always looking for a way to make my life better. And, but I'm going to name them specifically. I wonder if you'll take that journey with me this month. Because I want to tell you something. If we will do this, when you get to Thanksgiving, you won't be trying to think of what to thank Him for. You will already be overflowing because of the things that God has shown you as you have journeyed toward Thanksgiving Day. And then when you're holding hands in the family circle, if that's your custom, that's our custom. And each one shares what they're thankful for. You won't have a problem, if you practice this, you won't have a problem thinking of what to say in the sense that you're looking for something, but you will have a problem of thinking what to say because there's so much that you've considered on your way to that day. God has created us for Himself. But don't ever forget He's created us for each other. Every family under heaven and earth derives its being and its name from God. We're in this together. And God is so good in so many ways. There's one thing we do, and I'll close with this thought on Thanksgiving Day. I don't, forever, as long as Becky and I have been married, the Thanksgiving family circle is always, everyone thanks the Lord for something or someone, and then our blessing is, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. And then we break into parts and we finish that doxology prayer. There was a time when Becky's dad was present in that circle and he always went to that high tenor part as we ended that song. Do you know that now he's been gone, uh, I think this will be the fifth Thanksgiving that he's not been with us but do you know we still hear his tenor when we sing that together because even though he has changed addresses he's still family he's still with us Father, I want to thank you this morning that
that You have created us in Your image, have made us spiritual beings, that gives us the opportunity to go beyond animalistic life and behavior, that You have woven into our design a sense of belonging, a family connection that allows us to know, Lord, that all of us are connected to You and and we're connected to one another and our relationships vary. My relationship with my immediate family is, is unique in comparison to my relationship with my church family, but that is unique in comparison with my relationship with my human family in Sumter and beyond. But Lord, as I move through this month, I want to hear what Your Spirit has to say to me about how much I have to be thankful for because of the people You have put in my life. People who bear Your image. People who belong to You. And because they belong to You, they belong to us. Lord, I've heard people say when talking about the happenings in people's lives, be it good or bad, I've heard people say, I've said, but they're family. But they're family. And Lord, that reality allows for a moving of Your love in and through us that makes a difference in life. So here we are, Lord, on our way to Thanksgiving Day. I pray that You will open our hearts, open our minds, open our spirits to what You're wanting to have happen in our experience during this season of life. Lord, before we get to Christmas, please let us have Thanksgiving. I ask in Jesus' name, Amen.
Calvary, but nevertheless. 